and welcome to the 44th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I teach, research, write about, talk about um, a plethora of things, including, but not limited to video games, video games, video games. And I am joined today, as in every podcast day, by my two co-hosts, Alex Lane and Nicole Marie. Ladies. What's up? Woo, we're a binder full of women. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Is there a way that we can change our podcast into image to a binder? We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That is very good. You can go first, Nicole. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. Nicole Marie. <laughs> and let's see. I am a fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I am awesome. No, um, I am a gamer extraordinaire. I think that's what I was calling it before, but I like to play video games, and then I like to talk about them, and then I like to tell you about them. So, yeah. <laughs> that's me. I stay at home and play games. Well, that's Hooray. fun. I want your job. I know, right? It's, it's really great so far. <laughs> me too. Um... Alright, so I am Alex Lane, and as of two days ago, I am IRB approved to um, do my uh, dissertation research, about which I have been getting threatening texts from uh, Sam. Like, okay, you got your... You did not. I, I, you did not get a threatening text. Well, okay, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was. It was. Start your fucking research because you got your approval or something like that. Not threatening. <laughs> I, I take that back. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I'm now approved to do my research, which is also I might change my title of my dissertation, Sam. So there you go. You've oh, been, you've been warmed. Uh, not the not the fun part though. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, I'm working on a study of uh, gender issues in video game industry, and working on an article right now about ethical research in games, which I have been loving, and it's really good. And you need to read it, Sam. I do need to read it. I wish you'd give it to me. You like the hoard shit. It's like, no, it's not ready for you to see yet. Oh, yeah. You'll see it when it's ready. <laughs> see? Mm-hmm. I'm only her dissertation director. I don't need to see anything like she thinks she's ever going to get out of here. That All right. Makes sense. <laughs> right. All right. So we'll start today as we like we do every day. Um, podcast day, that is, with what you play and what you read and what you drink it. Um, and we'll go ahead and start with, why am I always, for, oh, nope, Alex is first on the list. <laughs> what are you playing? You know what? This is going to turn into your Silent Hill. You know that, right? Oh, I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Silent Hill. <laughs> not Silent Hill. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. Probably not appropriate to talk about. Okay. So, um, but I know what you're talking about and I don't think wow is exactly the same thing. Um, so I played wow this week um i played one other thing because i promised that i was going to play 30 flights of loving so i played it and beat it and uh if uh anybody who has played 30 flights of loving will probably laugh at that statement that i just said so there yeah um have you played it no but i know how long it takes to be right (laughs) um so (laughs) i uh i played that and and wow i've been playing pandas i got two pandas at 40 and i got my 
Spreest up to 70 now, and so I've just been rocking out on that, enjoying it. Um, that's, that's about it. I know. Lame. <laughs> I don't care, though. It's an awesome game. It's not like you can play all of WoW in, like, a day, you know, or two that's weeks. That's true, yeah. So. Yeah, it's definitely not a 12-hour campaign game. <sighs> Certainly. Breeze your way through it. So, that's all I've been doing. Well, I will go ahead and start anyway, since Alex is done. <clears throat> and I will tell you half of the games that I've been playing, and the other half we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, I have been playing Bethesda's new open-world RPGs, because there's nothing like being a steampunk supernatural assassin. What is this with me in the I, what is with me and assassins lately, right? Um, so I've been playing Dishonored, and I have to say I love it. Um, it 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 is definitely a Bethesda open world RPG. It's a Bethesda RPG. You cannot deny it. If you have played Oblivion, if you have played Skyrim, this will feel like home. I mean, it's not the same story, it's not the same characters, but it is definitely good. Um, does, it, does it play like Bioshock to you? Because that's what everyone compares it to. Um, people are probably comparing it to Bioshock because of the um, left-hand supernatural powers where you can, like, just like in Bioshock, where you can, um, you can use, they're not, well, I guess they are supernatural powers, if that's what you want to call them in Bioshock, where you can use the supernatural powers. But it, it doesn't really play like Bioshock to me. Okay. It plays more like it plays more like Oblivion to me. For some strange reason. Yeah, because like even at you know GameStop when people talk about it, they're like, "Oh, this is holding me over to the next Bioshock." You know, when, when Infinite comes out in uh, March. So they're all like, I think also the art style is more similar. I was going to say the art style the, is what it is. Is the art style is that steampunky feel? Yeah, um, it's the steampunky feel to it that um, is really probably what people are feeling with the with feel where they're feeling that Bioshock similarity. But in terms of mechanics and gameplay, it definitely feels it feels just more like uh, it feels more like Oblivion to me. But more Oblivion than Skyrim, but I can definitely see bits of Skyrim in there too. That's cool. I'm so excited to pick up my copy. I just haven't yet. Well, get on that. I know. I gotta wait for the next paycheck, though. All my, <laughs> all my money's tied up. <laughs> Speaking of which, I might uh, borrow Dishonored from you. So, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So you say. <laughs> after like, pandas are... After pandas. Yeah. Pandas are never gonna go away for her. Uh, <laughs> it's very possible. Uh, I also played uh, some Sleeping Dogs. Which was a lot of fun, you know, because of course you get to play um, this undercover, uh, undercover cop. Um, so you're a Chinese undercover cop who goes from the U.S. to China to, you know, kind of break up the uh, Chinese uh, mafia, mob, or whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, because you actually grew up in China or were born in China and spent part of your, your formative years there before you moved to the U.S., because your mother moved to the U.S. to save your sister who was hanging out with the mob boys and hooked on drugs. Yeah, no stereotypes there. Um, but uh, <laughs> so 
um, you know, minor spoilers here, but just narrative spoilers that that kind of comes out very early in the gameplay. Anyway, after your sister dies, you come, you uh, become a cop, and you come back to kind of, you know, hook up with your boyhood friends who are now running this uh, this underworld operation to bring them to bring them down. Um, you know what it feels like? It's another GTA for it's another GTA clone, which is fine because I like GTA. Um, and there are bikes to ride and cars to drive. But instead of guns, because guns are basically upgrades that you don't get until, you know, a little later in the game. Um, you don't start out with any. You fight. Oh, really? Hand-to-hand. Hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> yeah, you fight. Um, which is cool. It's a lot of fun. Some of the times, sometimes I found myself having to to uh, replay battles a couple of times because you know if you don't kill all of the folks fast enough, um, and they're sweet ass finishing moves. Like you could take people, you could take people and stick their head. You know those big on top of buildings, those big. Um, uh, like three, four foot tall uh, fan things with the fans that spin, but the fans on top that yeah. shut air down into the building. Yeah, once you like knock somebody out and you can grab them and run them over and stick their head in there. I heard it was super <laughs> awesome and violent. So <laughs> something I may need to play. You could throw people through pop machines, slam their heads in the, you know, phone booths, slam their heads into like window window air conditioning units. There's all kinds of crazy shit you can do to people. <laughs> wow. I heard there's lots of breaking of limbs, like legs oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah. Those are cuz they there's some sweet finishing moves, right? Um, <laughs> wow. those, uh, you can, and sometimes if they're just like laying on the ground, yeah, that's when you can grab them and like break their leg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm in. I mean, unnecessary <laughs> violence has me hooked. <laughs> yeah, so that was a little fun. Um, it was fun. the The narrative is the narrative is stereotypical. Um, it, it was a fun game. It was a fun game. I did not finish it. I played. I played a pretty good bit of it. I and I played it like exclusively for a couple of days and it was a fun play but it wasn't gonna hold me that was one of my stop gaps until Dishonored came out <clears throat> um and I had two stop gaps uh in the last couple of weeks uh until Dishonored came out one was Sleeping Dogs and the other was Borderlands 2 <clears throat> which I never did get to play with Nicole because every time I was playing she was not online I know I know I haven't played very much of it recently see it's really sad mm-hmm so I had to play by myself, um, and it was it was fun. It was fun. Um, it's you know very much a, a first person shooter. The art style is very um, kind of it's cartoonish without being cell shaded, um, but very post apocalyptic landscape. Loved it. Everybody knows what Borderlands 2 is. Mm -hmm. I loved it. It was fun. It was fun for a first person shooter. I'll probably I rented it this time out. Um, I'll probably buy it again. I'll, I'll buy it again. I'll probably end up buying it, um, but not until I get bored with all the other stuff, awesome stuff that is coming out this year. I'm gonna be broke to the end of the year. I know. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be broke until the end of the year with all the dang on games that are coming out. Because I, I still got like three yeah. or four more to get. I think I think I have pre-ordered four. I got one, so I got three more coming this month. Oh my god. 
<laughs> I know, I know. It's crazy. I that, I have like six more to pre-order after these ones come out. <laughs> don't tell me that. I don't even. I, and I'm not even walking into GameStop because they're gonna be like, "Do you want to pre-order something?" And then I'll just I'll, and I try to say no. But then they then they talk to you about it and they're like, "Yeah, but you know, if you don't do this, you don't get this bonus." <laughs> and, right. and you're like. Dang it, take my five dollars. Just take it. <laughs> because Shame. as bad as the last harvest moon sucked, there's a new harvest moon coming out for the three DS. Mm -hmm. The last harvest moon for three for for the the three DS sucked. It was horrible. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. The only good thing that I got out of there was my little plushy animal that I got from um oh, pre order. Yeah, that's right. They have a llama, right? <laughs> uh-huh. So but there are new pre order there are new pre order bonuses for pre-ordering the next one. They're more plushies, right? Yeah. See? And I want the plushies. So, Nicole, you just send me the damn plushies, because I'm like, <laughs> you guys, I, I bought it at GameStop. You guys owe me for that <laughs> game. <laughs> Probably true. She has a point. Oh, God, it is true. As you much of my freaking paycheck as GameStop the, gets, you just send me my plushies. That's what you do. Little hats, which I think is awesome. Oh my god! Yes, I want a script. I want script. I gotta pre-order Scribblenauts because I have to get the pink hat for Pete. But you yep. can't choose the hat color. Are you no, not letting people? Can. I if I if you don't get a pink one, I can find a pink one for you. <laughs> I have to get a pink one for Pete. Do you understand that? I totally, I totally do. You are. You guys owe me. You owe me big. You get so much of my paycheck. I gotta get that pink hat because that first game that Pete ever played she was 18 months old when she started playing scribble dots oh really <laughs> yes that was the first game she ever played well on my little blue uh, ds light she played scribble knots non-stop she couldn't write the words but she could make maxwell walk around and do stuff yeah. just by using this so that's all she wanted to play was scribble knots so if i don't get her a scribble knots hat and it's got to be pink I am going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, they have... There's a bundle for it, too, though. I don't know if you saw that. It's 20 bucks more, and you get, like, a steel 3DS case, like a Scribblenauts case, and then you get um, that oversized pencil as a stylus. <laughs> okay. It's not like GameStop has not gotten enough of my money this year and will not in the last three months of this year. Yes. I, am not, I am not buying a bundle. I want the game and I want the hat. I really don't even want the game, but I'm willing to buy the game to get the hat. Just to get the hat. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yes, because mm -hmm. if I go on eBay to get it, I'm going to end up paying as much as I would pay for the game anyway. Oh, it's true. That's definitely true. So I, I'm going to go ahead and buy it, but I want the hat. It's the first Scribble Nuts for 3DS. So and see, and I'm not, and I don't even let her play the 3DS anyway. Yeah, it's bad for their eyes, right? Right. I mean, it's supposedly it's fine if you turn the 3D off, but you know what? And what's the point? That little sticker will turn it right back on. Yeah. What's this, mom? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> that was not what I'm playing. That was my rant about something else. So yeah, Borderlands. That was the third game that I'm willing to talk about right now. I'll tell you guys about the other half of the game once we get into our topic for the week. Nicole, da -da -da, what you playing? <laughs> uh, well, I did finally play Borderlands 2 for the first time in a while yesterday. 
And actually, you know what? I played a little bit over the weekend, too, um, just because I really wanted to screw around with the new character, the Micromancer, Gage. And um, she's really cool. I, I really like her character class, which surprised me because that's kind of the character class that everyone was complaining about, having the girlfriend mode. Um, and it, it definitely, like, when you go through and you look through her her different class trees, like her skill trees. Um, I can I can see what was being talked about, but you can also tell that near the end, I bet they changed a lot of the names of things. Because um, they were probably really racist and offensive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but she's really cool to play with. I mean, she gets to call him back, and the mech is basically like, you know, just following you around. Um which I, I really like. I think it was very cool. But I'm already at level... I'm at... Not already, because people are crazy and they play this game so much. I'm at level 30 with my Siren. So it's just faster for me to play through the game as her now. Um, but also, the newest batch of DLC came out for it just yesterday. And it has pirates in it. And I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet, because it was like one and a half gigs so I, I couldn't wait for it to download before I had to go to work pirates. it looks awesome because it's pirates so I'm excited to start playing that um, and then I'm still playing Alice um, it's actually kind of really funny I'm as as you know I'm living at my parents house right now and as we've, my sister and I have been playing games together, uh, my dad, when he comes home, he gets frustrated because we've taken over his living room. So to solve this problem, he bought a 60-inch flat screen and put it in the basement. And so now the basement is our gaming area instead of the living room to keep us out of <laughs> his space. Um, so playing Well, Alice, I take that. I wish somebody would get me out of their face and buy me a new right? TV. <laughs> Just start invading someone's space. Maybe they'll buy you one. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Would Lisa do that? Just start playing in her, in her areas of the house? <laughs> no, she would just tell me to go in my game room. I already have a game room. <laughs> That's funny. With the beer fridge. With, yeah, Sorry. Well, I've just been playing... I, like, I started playing Alice on it because my sister's been doing her own thing lately. Um, and... Like, this nice TV and everything, it makes me appreciate the aesthetics of the game more. Like, it's just so... I love the art in this game. It's really, really great. And I'm surprised it's not a game that comes up in the discussions of art and video games. Because it's so distinct. And I'm, I'm at a point in the game now... Like, you know all the characters from Alice. Like, you, you know who the Um, and, but the thing is, is he's on this, like, tiny little miniaturized mountain, and so he shrinks me down, and I have to go through it. Well, I'm also fighting these samurai wasps, and part of the, like, little, <laughs> they're really, they're really cool looking, too, but part of the, um, thing is there's the east and west sides of the mountain, and you have to defeat, like, the, the samurai wasps on both sides. But to get to each side of the mountain, like, it's almost like Paper Mario. Like, the art totally changes in the game, and it's all the same mechanics, but then it takes this totally, like, 
uh, Japanese, like, drawn paintings look to it, and it's like Paper Mario, the way your character is. And it's just, I was just, like, sitting there, and I was like, this is so cool. And it was just such an awesome and, like, different way to do the gameplay. It's just, I love this game. I, the, the, it's definitely dark. It's definitely dark. And I know that's why people complain about it. But I think after you get past that point, or at least you recognize that part of it, um, I just, I like it a lot. A lot of people. Dark. Hmm? Say, what's wrong with dark? I know. That's what I'm wondering. Like, how, how are people complaining about that? That seems like it would be awesome. Well, they're complaining about it because of the whole, like, insinuated child molestation stuff. Like, that's oh. the part that bothers people. Like, that didn't exist in Bioshock 2. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why it's so prominently talked about for this game. And I've, I've been looking online a lot to see, like, the reception of this game. And it seems like everyone really liked it. So, I I don't know. I, I'm really enjoying it. I think that a lot of people also complain that the gameplay gets repetitive. But I think because the environments are so dynamic, I'm enjoying myself throughout. Like, I don't care if mechanics are the same. Like, I just, I'm really liking it. So, more more about a game I've already talked about. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I um, I have to add one thing, one more thing to what you've been playing, List, um, because otherwise Pete would probably kill me. And my Xbox would probably kill me since it's been in my Xbox probably more than anything else for the last couple of days, probably last week. <laughs> um, is Connect Sesame Street TV. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, I think I posted pictures to Facebook because we played um, like the Once Upon a Monster game, so the other Sesame Street Connect game. And it was cute and it was awesome and Pete loved it because, you know, you could just run along with Elmo and dress up monsters and do all this other stuff. But let me tell you, the Connect Sesame Street TV. Okay, so if you don't know this game, um, if you don't know this game, it is actually episodes of Sesame Street. Um, and I think, let's see, there are four on the first disc and I want to say three or four on the second disc. I have to double check those numbers to be sure. Um, and you can, the DLC is going to be additional episodes of Sesame Street. So um, they have redone uh, these episodes so that, for example, there'll be at the on the first episode um, on the first disc, there's like a mirror. A little character comes up. It's like, oh, look, there's a mirror. Stand in the mirror and you can see yourself. Now, you stand in front of the connect and it actually shows you in the mirror and it is literally like looking in a mirror. That is how mirror. clearly the image of yourself comes across. Right. That freak me out. It's awesome for kids. It is absolutely awesome for kids because they see themselves in a freaking Sesame Street episode, right? And then you go on and there are other things that you do like, oh, it's like, oh, whenever you see a ruler, this is the other, the uh, another, another thing segment in this episode, point at it and say ruler. And then the character pops up and takes a picture of, of you, (laughs) pointing at the ruler and it is once again this crystal clear image of you um pointing at the tv alongside of the picture of the ruler because he's taking two pictures at once right and then at the end of that segment they make a photo album with um the picture of the ruler in the in the scene and a picture of you pointing at the television and saying ruler so there are two 
uh, two snapshots for every incident. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's really cool. I that's mean, really it's really cute. <laughs> it is very yeah. cute. And then there's this other thing, like for example, should you there, you can be in Elmo's world in this episode as well. Um, so then they actually kind of project you into Elmo's world, and they try to make it look like the same crayon drawy. Um, essence as Elmo's world so they they take an image of you the image of you um and just kind of colorize it in such a way that it's like watercolor crayon like pastel crayon colors mm -hmm. so it's not supposed to look like you know an actual image like it does in other places but it's supposed to look like you in Elmo's world and you can water flowers and there's one where you're riding on a jackhammer and P loves that because she loves construction equipment. So when they, when they showed her riding on a jackhammer, they were bouncing up. They had her image like holding on to a jackhammer and bouncing across the screen on the jackhammer. She lost her shit. Do you understand? <laughs> She was just screaming at the TV and she starts cutie. jumping because she's actually, you know, she's actually jumping like she's on the jackhammer at that point. It was the cutest fucking thing. It's just, it was adorable. Okay. They have definitely hit a home run with this one. I heard, you know, people, cause they released the, um, connect, um, national geographic TV thing at the same time. Um, which I think is probably a little old for her. Yeah, she's only four. She's she's gonna be more interested in Elmo and the other Sesame Sh and and Abby Cadabby, who she drives me crazy about. Um, and Abby Cadabby than she is gonna be about National Geographic right now. <clears throat> they said that there's more interactive bits in the in the Neo Geo, but I think the Sesame Street is perfect, um, especially for kids one who like Sesame Street, or even or for younger kids especially. Because there are segments when you don't interact, like when they when they bring on a performer and they're singing and the Muppets are there and they're just that's just time for the kids to dance around. They don't have mm -hmm. to see themselves in right. everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. Okay. That's why I was like, I I I all I got this from Gamefly. And I'm like, I I, I can't even return it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I cannot would be mad. It. I was like, if I return this, I'm going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> I was like, so you might as well just, just push the little keep button and send me the next thing on my list because I can't return this. She would yeah. lose her shit. <laughs> That's funny. And she bugs me. I mean, because, you know, she gets an hour of TV a day. Usually it's a half an hour in the morning um, when I'm doing her hair. It keeps her, it keeps her still while I braid her hair in the morning. And it's a half an hour at night. She has given up that half an hour of me of nighttime TV to play Sesame Street uh, TV every night. Oh, yeah. It's like you want to want? No, I want to play the game. I want to play a <laughs> world. <laughs> That's, cute. That's so cute. So yeah, I was like, how could I have forgotten we played that? That was my last um, thing for what you've been playing. Yay! <laughs> Hooray! Hooray! All right, folks. What you reading? We'll start from the beginning again. Alex Lane, what you reading? Yeah. Um, the only thing I didn't read a book or anything this week, like I had been trying to do, per my promise to the podcast. But I did read most of the. Let me let me rephrase this. Most of most of the articles 
Like I read most of the article of the articles in the most recent game studies journal, um, which were all right. They, I mean, they were pretty good. I really liked um, the last, uh, or the the volume eleven. Uh, they had that against procedurality in there and a bunch of good stuff. Um, but they do have some interesting stuff on um, World of Warcraft in this um, in this one. And um, what was the other thing? Uh, oh, history of uh, uh, history of violence stuff in this in video games, like history of video game violence stuff. Um, and they talk about this game called Death Race. So. Um, so there was some, there was some good stuff in there, but, um, other than that journal, I didn't really read anything academic or booky or anything like that. Booky. Well, that's what I read. Booky. I blame it on pandas. That's, that's bad. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I played, I did, I played, I read, <laughs> um. Hey, wait, 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 before you start. Hey, did anybody get the indie e-bundle e-book bundle a book bundle no i did not oh. i saw it but i didn't they added like five more books to it yesterday i know i saw that it, i mean it seems interesting but i don't know anyway okay sorry still the pay what you want yeah okay might have to look into it yeah 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 like um there's a whole lot of books now Mm-hmm. Um, what did I read? I had a number of different things, articles and what have you. Um, but the book thing that I read was actually an edited collection. It was a well-played volume three. Um, and I read probably 90% of the chapters in it, um, because they're, they're specific chapters about, uh, different games. Um, and I started reading it because there were lots of, for example, we have a, a games and rhetoric group where every month we all play a game and then get together and drink beer and talk about it. Um, and we've been doing, um, indie slash art games. Um, so the first game we did was, uh, braid because of Jonathan blow. Eh. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, and his assertions about art games, um, and the fact that only he can make an art game, but you know, that's something else. Um, <laughs> so we, we played that one first and then our second game Wasn't in the, the first game Bastion. Well, that first, no, no, no. I mean the first game in our, our, our quote unquote art games, um, segment, the mm-hmm. games is art. Bastion was just like our first game. Mm-hmm. Um, so we played, um, Braid. Um, in our second game, while I strongly suggested to everyone that even though it wasn't going to be our next game, that they play The Adventures of PB Winterbottom because it's an awesome game and and it it kind of, I think, is a good lead-in to our next game, which is Limbo. Um, PB Winterbottom is so fun. PB Winterbottom is fucking awesome. Yeah. If it's not, we if, it, if nobody played it when we talk about Limbo, I'm going to suggest, I can't suggest because I chose two games already. Alex, you should come and suggest that How, people... You, you suggested and forced. People are like, I want to play Limbo, and you were like, no. We are going to play mm-hmm. Raid, because that is oh. important. Well, I, I think it's important to, to I don't see... disagree with you, for sure. Well, I don't want to be the... I'm the this is just a, a thing that I'm a part of. I don't want to be like the teacher in the situation. 
So I think that you should come and suggest that people play PB Winterbottom next time. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, I certainly will do that. <laughs> you know what? I was looking at these well plaids online, and you can get them on your Kindle for free. Yeah, the uh, the old well played one, well played two are free, and then well played three is a dollar. Nine cents. Yep. That is amazing. Or I you can if you want to buy the paper copies. I think they're twenty five bucks a piece. Yeah, but yeah. Wow. Forget that. Yeah. I'm totally buying these. This one, this is cool. Yeah, it is. Um. So yeah, they had. Uh, I think there were three chapters on limbo in the third one. Um, and one of the chapters was on limbo and uh, winter bottom. Oh, cool. Yeah. So um, I uh, I was reading through those, and I ended like I said, I read end up reading like ninety percent of the chapters. Um, and I, I was going to suggest to the the games and rhetoric folks that they um, that they pick it up and look, but I didn't want to spoil the game for them, so I'm going to su- suggest like afterwards, like, don't read these until after you finish the game, or it'll spoil the game for you. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So that's what I've been reading. Awesome. Cool. See, I have. I also haven't done a like book book. Um. But I recently. Well, I updated my iPad to iOS six or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I don't know. I I had to do it. It kept asking me. I hate when it asks, and I, know I don't know how to turn it off. So I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I updated it, and it ended up doing this whole thing at the end. Like, um, I went into my app store to update the apps that I did have, and then it asked me, like, do you want to download, like, this starter pack of apps or whatever? And I got um, iTunes U, like iTunes University. Uh-huh. I, do you, have you guys messed around with this at all ever? Um, yeah, I downloaded it too, actually. Yeah, I'm actually really liking it because... I, you know, I, I'm not in school anymore, and I'm kind of in this limbo spot where it's like I, I probably should be going back, but I'm not, and so I wanted to kind of see what it had to offer on there, and it's actually really cool. I mean, it's not, it, it, it acts like it's giving you classes for free, and it's really not. It's just kind of giving you, like, lectures for free, which is still great. I mean, obviously, that's you know, the biggest part of the class, but it's really just like kind of listening to educational podcasts all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm really enjoying it. I think it's very cool. Um, the most recent ones I've been doing are kind of just literature ones because I miss my English classes where we just read books and talk about them. Yep. So I've been doing a lot of the classic literature ones and I, I'm really liking it. I think it's great. And it's really awesome too because they're books that I've probably, you know, read before in the past. I own them still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just haven't read them or talked about them in a while. So it's 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 nice to like it's it's almost like a like just like a brain refresher on things. It's I I think it's really cool. It's a really neat idea, and I wish it's something that you know they would have more support for because it seems like they're like they have a lot of um, like genres like sections on there that you can look into, but it doesn't seem like they have a lot of support for a few categories. So, but it's cool. I'm liking it. Yeah. Cool. All right. And now for the news. How do you the news noise? News, 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 news. That was oh, pretty good. One of those old typewriters. 
Yeah, clicking away. <laughs> the news. That's funny. <laughs> what you got yeah, for us, Nicole um, Marie? So first, a quick little snippet of an update. Um, we talked about in the last podcast that Obsidian was doing their next project on Kotaku. It was funded with $3.9 million, so that's very awesome for them. Hooray! Um, so I guess we should just be looking for whenever that comes out. Um, and then also, I just saw this as well, because um, I know we kind of talked a little bit about Windows 8 and the Surface. Um, but apparently... Apparently, Microsoft is just having some issues with their stuff being leaked because they, like, randomly had the price and images of their Surface RT tablet added to a website. Wow. Uh, and it said for the 32-gigabyte model, it's going to be $500. Now, that was taken down off the website later on, so apparently it was, like, a premature advertisement. Um, but that's kind of interesting to see that price point where it starts at and everything else. Um 500 seems like a lot for me, but then I think about how much I paid for my iPad, and it's, I think it's also a 32 gigabyte, but yeah, that's, that's way cheaper than I paid for my iPad. Um, mm -hmm. uh, another thing, this was like, I just saw this on Kotaku, and I was like, oh, surprise, surprise, apparently Foxconn, well, they're probably not getting in trouble, but it's being looked into, had 14 and 16-year-olds working in their factories putting together the Nintendo Wii U's. Not yeah, I saw that. Oh, saw man. That. And it's not even that it's, like, child labor. It's that they were forcing these children to do this, telling them they wouldn't graduate from their, like, their secondary schooling if they didn't do it. Oh, my God. And so it's not that they were, you know, not... They're, they're not even paying them pennies or something like that. They're just not paying them and telling them they won't graduate if they won't show up. Like, like I just, a work study. Yeah, they said it's like forced internships is what they're finding. Nice. Oh my god, that's so, fucking mad. Mm, run out and buy a Wii U, why don't you? Oh, oh yeah, go get one. <laughs> support, support child labor. I just think it's disgusting that any company at this point, supports Foxconn. Like, I just don't understand. I, obviously, it's profitable for them, but... That's right. People I don't know. Making I can, money. Yeah, that's a whole topic to talk about a different day. So, also, on the same thought of Microsoft leaking things, they the Halo 4 has been leaked. Um, someone, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, someone posted pictures of not only, like, the game, but they also put videos up of gameplay. Um... So, Microsoft is on this. Like, they are super angry. Um, the user who logged on and was playing it with Xbox Live, which I think people are dumb because, obviously, it could, like, Xbox Live tracks what you're playing. <laughs> so, right. I don't know why you would even allow it to, like, connect to the internet or anything if you're gonna, if you know you have a leaked game. But this guy has been banned from Xbox Live for the rest of his life. Um... So I guess also if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to know what's going on in the game before you pick it up, just be careful because it is out. People are playing it and they are putting things on the internet. Yeah, that really sucks though. That sucks because, see, I hate to be told things about a game before I play it. Mm -hmm. So, and, and you know, sometimes you'll like click on something that, you know, you think is news about it and then mm -hmm. 
all of a sudden is somebody telling you about it. That's why I went like like news blackout on Dishonored before it came out. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to see anything. I don't want to see. I want to just play the fucking game. It's a Bethesda RPG. I know I'm going to like it. I don't need to see other people's videos. I don't need to see anything. Especially since I didn't get to start playing until that night. So I'm like, all day I'm like looking at, you know, looking at game stuff. And people are like, oh, look at this. And I'm like, I'm not looking at shit you're sending me about Dishonored, man. I'm not. Yeah. I, I'm not at home. <laughs> <laughs> not playing the game yet. Don't right. talk to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it is disappointing to you when... Like, especially big pages like that, if they don't tell you that there's spoiler alerts in there and you don't, like, you don't want to know. I, I hate that. I hate when there is no, like, spoiler spoiler alert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, warn me. Just let me know. I try to All right. What else we got for news, Nicole Marie? Is that it? That was it. That's it. Yay! You, I got so into the conversation, news, I forgot news, we were doing news. News, 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 so did I, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that was news. We were just having fun talking about it. So, Alex Lane, mm-hmm. what's our indie game of the week? Our indie game of the week, in fact, in actuality, and no more waiting, is 30 Flights of Loving, <laughs> which I played to completion, again, which is funny, because you can complete it very quickly. Um, I think I did it in like 15 minutes or so. Um, I mean, I played through it a couple times, but like 15 minutes or so, um, because I was like trying because I, I, okay, so here's what happened. So I didn't look anything up about it. So I didn't, and I didn't want to read anything until I like could understand what the heck's going on in it. Um, so here, I, I think, I think this is no spoilers. I hope. Um, you'll, anything you, that I say you'll spoil within the first two minutes of playing. So I think that's all right, right? Yeah. Okay, so 30 Flights of Loving, it's a sequel to a 2009 game called Gravity Bone that was pretty popular. That was also like a really short game. Um, so this one is a surreal micro-spy FPS. Um, and, uh, so you walk around, it's first-person shooter, you don't see yourself, right? Um, and... You don't know it's a first-person shooter when you start. Um, you're just, like, walking around. You just, like, wake up, and you're in this... I can't... Is it a hotel or an apartment building or something? I'm not 100% sure, but this building with a bunch of flights upstairs, right? And um, you find out later that you're wasted, I think. You're totally wasted. And um, so you're, like, walking around, but then you're blacking out, and you, like, wake up in a new area. So you'll, like, walk into this room, and there'll be a couple people standing there, and you'll interact with them and then you'll there'll be a bunch of guns on the table and you'll pick them up and then you'll find some booze and you take a bunch of sips of booze and then you black out and wake up and you're in a totally different room but you're surrounded by blood and you're like what the hell and there's like a dead body there and like you can't um you can't really like do a whole lot but you can um walk up to something and then like interact with it. So you, you go up to the dead body and you or the person who's been shot and you interact with it and you like pick him up. So now, you know, you're supposed to bring him somewhere. Right. But you like have no idea what's going on. And then all of a sudden you black out again and yeah. you're backwards in time and they have time like uh, clocks and stuff that you can see. Um, but, uh, 
but I don't think you can see him in every scene, so you can sort of get a timeline, but, like, you'll go way forward in time and then way back in time. And at, at like, the beginning, so, so within the first couple blackouts, you're at a wedding, and you get super drunk. You, like, just see yourself drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. And so I think that is the first, really the first scene, even though you experience it, like, somewhat into the game. Um, because you're, like, going back and forth in time. I don't know. It is so weird. It's like, okay, so if you saw, did you guys see the movie Memento? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so it's exactly like playing Memento, but as a video game. Hmm. And if all the scenes were jumbled up. So, like, you wake up know, and you have no that, idea what's going on. All that blacking out just sounds like my 20s, man. I know. I know. This is what I'm saying. Like, at, at first I didn't oh, get why man. you were blacking out, but I'm pretty sure it's because you're drunk. Because you drink a lot through the game. Um, I think it's uh, the the dialogue is oh like Charlie Brown right exactly adults. exactly but um there is a radio station uh, that you find at one point and it's in Spanish um, so I and then uh, the people you're with um, I, I don't I don't want to spoil it but but for particular reasons I think it's supposed to be like a Spanish drug cartel group something like that. Um, but I don't okay. know. So, okay. So I got to play this. It's weird. And you can, yeah. beat, you can beat it quickly. It's, it's super clever writing. Like the way they unfold the story is so weird that it be, is like really clever. Um, and then like the little bit of writing you get like on posters and stuff like that's really clever. And, um, it's just, it's unique. It's a little, it's this nice little unique package of fucking weird is what it is. So <laughs> a nice little unique package of fucking weird. I know. I know. So um so, so that's so my next time week. I can either buy it or next time you come to school with your uh PC I can play it. Absolutely. It will it will not take very long. <laughs> that's cool Sounds though. Like Sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I would absolutely recommend it. It's not that expensive, although it is kind of expensive for a short game, but there's so much to it that you can't think of it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. All right. So is that a, is that a, is that a buy? Is that a buy? That's a 100% a buy. Yep. Absolutely. And it's what? Five bucks on steam. Uh, yeah, I think so. I got it in the indie bundle. No, you didn't. The 30 Flights of Loving? No, you didn't. Wasn't it one of the indie bundles? No, because I don't have it, and I buy all the indie bundles. Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe it must have just been on a weird sale or Steam sale or something. <laughs> I was like, no, you didn't. Couldn't have. Unless there was an indie. I'm about to get paranoid now. Unless there was an indie bundle I missed. I, I, uh -oh. I, I'm sure you're right. I've had it for a while, and I hadn't played it. Yeah, no, I don't have that. <laughs> I had to look. Mm. All right. Now, our issue of the week Ooh. is a spooky one. Can we get spooky sound effects? Ooh. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You just made three people crash as they were driving along. I hope so. That was pretty scary. I even scared myself. I was not expecting to do that. <laughs> oh it was like this God. fraction of a second where like I could scream at the end and then I screamed and I got scared <laughs> that I was scared <laughs> uh, with Halloween coming up in a few weeks we thought it would be a fun time to just talk about some of the um, the latest survival horror slash horror slash scary games 
um, that have come out um, and that people are playing because we've talked, I think, about Slender before, where mm-hmm. um, which is one of the 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 more recent games where you know it's it's like um, Candyman almost, but you play it in a video game or in a game. Yeah, well, it's a video game in a video game. Um, so we thought it would be fun to get together and talk about some of these games and the ones that we played and ones that we might recommend to folks or not recommend to folks um, in yeah. some cases. And there's one in particular that I think we can all talk about, um, or at least two of us, um, mm-hmm. and we would not recommend. Um, so let's uh, get started talking about those. And I'm not going to go first, but if you were to choose a couple of different um, good Halloween-themed games for folks, um, which ones would you choose? And if there was one or two that you would say never, ever, ever waste your money on, which one would it be? Um, Alex Lane, what you got? I'm not going first. Not it. I want to hear what you say. Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry, Nicole. Gosh. Nicole, what you got? All right. Um, well, I think it's obvious that I'm going to say don't ever play Resident Evil 6. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. As far as, like, getting the spooky feeling for Halloween, it's not there. Like... I didn't feel scared the entire time I was playing it, and maybe it's because at this point, uh, this isn't entirely true. I was going to say maybe it feels like the zombie thing is overdone, but if anyone watched the season opener for Walking Dead, obviously it's not. I have not seen it yet. Well, I will just tell you it's great. You won't be disappointed. At all. And I think it's a really great way to kind of sit back and say, like, hey, like, zombies are really popular right now, but we can still do this right. Resident Evil 6 did not do it right. Um, No. No, not at all. The the thrills were not there. There was really cheap scares that ended up not really being there at all. Um, So that's unfortunate. I think... Amnesia is hands down my all-time favorite scary game. Really? Um, I mean, I think, like, as a child, Doom was, like, my scary game, like, my go-to scary game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Amnesia is really well done. Um, I, I like it. I think if you're someone who can, like, immerse themselves into a scary game, this is the one that I would play. Because if you turn all the lights down, and it even tells you this before you start playing it, but if you turn all the lights off, you have, like, headphones on, you got this, like the speakers turned up a little bit and you just let yourself immerse into like the environment of it. It's really scary, but I think I'll go for it. Okay. I was going to say what really pissed me off about that game is the lack of controller support in steam. Yeah, I agree. That's Mm. definitely, I don't, I I mean, I've always played with my keyboard or whatever. Um, but I know a lot of people like to have the controller cause I mean, because well, I don't have an HDMI cable that's long enough because, uh, like, well, you'll you'll find that you have this problem, too, now that you guys have that big TV in the basement. Mm-hmm. If you hook your computer to it and play in big picture mode, if you're not sitting 8, 10 feet back from that TV, at least, you no, know, with a 60-inch, you're going to need to sit, fast, sit further back than that. Um, you're not going to get a good picture, right? Because my, t- my couch in my game room sits probably a good 12 feet back from the TV. I don't have a 12-foot HDMI cable. Right. It's probably more than 12 feet because I get a good 
a good full view, a good picture, full picture of my TV from where I sit. Right. So I can't, I can't hold my keyboard and my, I mean, my um, laptop because I play on my laptop. I can't hold my laptop in my lap and play on the big TV. I have to play on my laptop. You could screen. hook up a wireless mouse and keyboard, right? Yes, I probably could, and I actually have one somewhere in my house. Hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> slight judgment in that. Uh, and then hmm, I know you heard that, right? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm gonna have to go back and do it again. And thank you, Alex Lane. Um, <laughs> so I'll go and I'll find a I'll find a wireless keyboard and do it that way. Um, but yeah, the the lack of controllers. So I mean, but I'm. That's a game that would lend itself well to a controller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because I it think... plays, it, it's an, it's an, it plays like an R, like any of the other RPGs. Mm-hmm. It feels like it needs a controller. It does. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely, agree. I see that for sure. Mm-hmm. I definitely do. Um, but I, I, even aside from that, even if you like, I have just a tiny little netbook, and I just sit in front of that and play it because I it can actually handle that game, hmm. which is surprising. But um, I mean, I still find myself feeling scared, and I'm one of those people who like, like if you're walking around a corner and like you know that something bad is about to happen, like that anxiety builds inside of me. Like I'm sitting there like totally freaked out, waiting for something horrible to happen. <laughs> so oh, yeah. And I think there's a lot of cheap thrills in that game too. Not cheap, but like the scare tactics, like the you didn't know this was about to happen and it just happened and all of a sudden you're totally scared. Um uh, I think that game has a lot of that stuff. I think if you can let yourself immerse in it, then I think it's a good game to play. But with that being said, they just put out the Doom 3 BFG edition that just came out yesterday. And I, I, think, I think that's a great pickup. I really do. I, I mean, it's $39.99. You get all the Doom games. You get all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in on the on the amnesia train for a second. I think I agree with you on amnesia, and it it wasn't that it's not that things like jump out at you and go boogie 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 boogie, <laughs> but that's not the scary part. But it's the you know you're walking down this hall and you're kind of and it's dark and you have matches and you have a lantern with oil in it, but these things are sparse. So you're trying to you know, and the longer you stay in the dark, the crazier you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is yeah, the like fun your part. your heart starts to go from the anxiety of like yeah. being so scared. Like that's right. that's your that's your health in the game. Is like how anxious are you? Right, and you just drop dead like a bunny kid that you can make keep running. And yep. so you know you're trying to preserve these things as much as possible. And you're like, well, I go into this next room. It might be light in there, so I don't want to, you know. And you don't want to use your matches to light, like, sconces on the wall or candles in rooms because you only have so many, right? So you're just trying to make do with what you got without going crazy. But it's just like you're walking down the hall and you're like, okay, I got to hurry up and get to the next door and see if I can get in the room, see if it's light in there. And then, like, the door blows open and, like, paper flies out. And you're like, oh, (laughs) shit, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, okay, okay. That's okay. I can deal with this. <laughs> like, <laughs> calm down for a second. Just breathe. Just breathe. <laughs> right. I mean, seen, it gets you, you going. The, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, have you seen the YouTube videos of that one guy playing it with his friends? Oh, the guy who screams? And he's, like, crying. He's crying. This is, like, I mean, from what I could hear, he's at least an 18-plus male who is 
bawling his eyes out. He's so scared of the scheme. Like, and his friends are laughing at him. I mean, he screams, and you see his reaction in the gameplay, because it, it doesn't show him. It just shows, like, how he's playing it. And it's just so funny, because he's screaming, and his character's running, and he hides behind this door, and he's, like, not wanting to look outside the door, because he's so scared. It's It's hilarious. I mean, it is a good, scary game. Okay, here's a minor spoiler, but you find this out in, like, the first, you know, then kind of the opening section of the game, kind of the first level or so of the game, is if you want to talk talk about breakdown, right, the first chapter of the game. It's mm-hmm. like you find this note from your previous self that says, you know, I know this sounds crazy, but you need to go find this old man and kill him. Um, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, and it's like, and this thing following you, this this darkness following you is real. Stay away from it. I've tried to kill it in, in all these different iterations, but it never happens. Just run like hell from it, right? And yeah. I'm like, okay, so I'm being set up here, clearly. This is what I'm thinking. I'm going through all this in my head, and you, you're trying to figure all this shit out, right? And I'm like, okay. And cynical me is like, okay, this is like crazy me trying to set up same me, right? It's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing going on. I'm like... This is my crazy, like, paranoid schizophrenic self that is saying that something's chasing me and I need to go kill this old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure there's nothing wrong with that old man and there's nothing fucking chasing me. But then at the same time, you're thinking, what if something is chasing me? Maybe I better go kill this old man. <laughs> I better go kill him. <laughs> It's it's good. I mean, if you, if, like I said, if you can let yourself get mentally into it, which I think is difficult not to, because when you're playing it, like, unless you're surrounded by a group of people that are just sitting there making fun of it, like, you're going to be scared. Yeah. There's just no way that you wouldn't be scared. I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, and, and like you were saying, it's a good mental thriller because of the whole, like, I just want to sit in the light. I don't want to go anywhere. But at the same time, like, you have to do these puzzles to move forward. Like, right. It's like, I'm just going to stand here in the sun. Yeah, I'll just stay here. Like, you I won't go crazy here. I'll just stand right here. <laughs> if I stand here long enough, I have to win, right? Yeah. I have to <laughs> I'm winning, right? I'm winning. I won. <laughs> Someone please confirm. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Any, what else you got, Nicole? Well, I just think that Doom's always a great, great, great nostalgia one. Maybe not so much the fear anymore because I think in this this reiteration of them, um, they fixed the not being able to have your flashlight and gun up at the same time. Yeah. So that takes away from kind of a lot of what made that game super scary for me the first time I played it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that that's a great controller game. So to have it on the consoles now, like, and especially with like the first, gosh, I think there was four. They were just like expansions on the second one. Um, but with the first couple of games, like, you're finally getting to play those on the console, unless you already bought them on XBLA, like me. Um, I think it's a good way to kind of put yourself in a scary, like, environment, but it's also, like, nostalgia. Like, you know this, you know this gameplay. So, I, I think that's, I'm so excited to pick that up, because I love the Doom series. That's what got me into games, so... Mm -hmm. 
That's a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my brother and I used to hop the fence behind our house because we were in one of those, like, block subdivisions where everyone's houses were separated by fences. So our backyard looked directly into these other people's backyard. And we were like, God, I think we were six when we moved out of that house. We would hop the fence and go watch our neighbor play Doom <laughs> when we were, like, five, like, four and five. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, That's adorable. Yeah, so... There's there's doom and the rest of my life making me who I am today. <laughs> so I have a couple of suggestions. Um, and and another game that's a free game. Um, and everybody's been playing in their videos all over the internet is Slender, mm-hmm. right? And that was the one I was talking about a little earlier, where you're walking around in the woods in this game. It's a first person perspective. Um, you're walking around in the woods and you have to collect these eight pages. Right. Um, These eight narrative pages, like literally pieces of paper in the woods. And it's dark. Um, But you have to find these eight pages. Now, the thing is, is that Slender Man might pop out at any moment and scare the bejesus out of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've talked about this game before when I first played it, because everybody was talking about it. And there were videos all over the Internet of people like screaming and wetting their pants when they're playing this game. And maybe I'm just like too cynical and old and have seen too much in games. But this one didn't do it for me. Well, partially because I never saw freaking Slender Man. I collected, I got up to like four pages and not one time did I see Slender Man. And I finally gave up. One, because one, I hadn't seen Slender Man and I felt, I felt cheated. <laughs> <laughs> and two, because the game was actually making me motion sick. But there are other people that are like, I mean, a lot of, excuse me, people get anxiety written. Because like you were talking about it, Nicole, the anxiety you feel and waiting to see what's going to happen next. I don't get that a lot with certain games. Like I didn't get it at all with Slender. I did not. I got it with Amnesia though. And I think that's because it's a more well done game. And it's not just, you know, the, the graphics and the graphics, I mean, because the graphics are a lot better um, in Amnesia than they are in Slender, but I think it's the way that the narrative unfolds, right? That there's enough that is unfolding that makes me that it makes me more immersed in the game and in the gameplay than it does in Slender. So it's not it's not the it's not the easy fix of of, of graphics. It's it's got to be the it's got to be the way that the the game itself is developed. Um, but you know that being said, there are lots of people out there that have you know kind of been losing their shit over Slender. It's, I'm just not one of them. So it's a free game, so it doesn't hurt to try. Right. Turn on all the lights. <clears throat> it's all about ambient sound. Turn on all the lights. Put on headphones. Put in earbuds. Whatever you're gonna do, and play this game. Um, Another game that is not a survival, well, it is a survival horror game, a very real survival horror game. If you can find it, go online and um, find the game called Hush. Mm. And I think I have talked about this Mm -hmm. game before. This game is sure to make me lose my shit. You play an African woman in, in, um, oh God, I want to say Rwanda. It's one of the is one of the countries that is going through kind of one of the civil war genocide uh, genocidal civil wars is what I meant to say. And you have to um, use your keyboard to rock your child to keep them quiet. 
so that you don't get found and killed. Raped and killed is the implication, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the game, the screen is totally dark. And that is the, that is the, that is the entire essence of gameplay is keeping this child quiet so you don't die. Hmm. How fucked up is that? Super yeah. Fucked up. Super <laughs> fucked up. That is survival horror at its greatest, right? Yeah. And once again, it's because of the narrative that goes along with it. Here, unfortunately, sadly, pathetically, it is a real narrative. I mean, I want to cry just thinking about this because I can think about what that would be like. I cannot think about, and it's not like I give a shit about myself. But I can't think of my child in that situation. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I, what makes me want to cry is not me thinking about me getting killed. It's me thinking about my baby. Right? And that would really screw with you mentally while you're playing that. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so if you really want to fuck up your mind, do that one. Um, <laughs> but if you don't, play something a little <laughs> bit <laughs> And Resident Evil 6 is definitely not it. The day that, one day, um, Nicole and I were playing Resident Evil 6 at the same time. And we were like, we were like chatting on Facebook while we were playing. And just talking about how horrible this game was. So bad, so bad. We're sending sending messages back and forth. Are you still playing this shit? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well we gotta at least make it through the first, at least gotta make it through the first campaign. It was just horrible. Oh. And, I, and neither of us made it through one of the campaigns, did we? It was bad. No, I saw finally like three or four hours later. I was like, "Well, good luck to you," because I fucking quit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have to finish one of the campaigns before <laughs> I turn it back in, and I couldn't. I just couldn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was bad. It's like, it was- oh, a train yeah. just killed me. Are you still alive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I was like oh I was like cause I had found a bug and I got stuck for a while and, she, and Nicole was like just restart I was like I'm not fucking restarting I'm gonna find a way around this bug and I got stuck there for like a half an hour and finally I had to forget it and restart it and then I got killed by the train at least bad. once too so I understand I was like really the train just hit me I just got hit by a subway train what kind of shit is but yeah, definitely. We're not even gonna go into spoilers in this game. Just you know, yeah. if you feel the need, spoilers. It's crappy. Yeah, <laughs> spoiler. That's a spoiler. <laughs> um, other don't stuff that you might want to. So. Yeah, don't say we didn't tell you so. Other stuff that you might want to check out on my list. Um, I'm a huge Walking Dead fan. Um, episode four came out this week. You know, I'm not gonna be pissy about the fact that it came out a day earlier for PC and PlayStation Network than it did for Xbox, but I'm pissy about that. Um, <laughs> but definitely check it out. Um, it's a great game. It gets more and more compelling as the episodes go on. There is one episode left that's coming out in November, and then December 4th, I believe, is the drop date for the full series being released together. Um, you can't beat it for the price. It's like $5 an episode. There are five episodes. Each episode is a good three, four hours of gameplay. Mm-hmm. You're getting a full game plus for 25 bucks. Yeah. Um, and it's an awesome, awesome game. Definitely check out Walking Dead. It's available on everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, PC, 
PlayStation, Xbox 360. Check it out. Um, is it available on iOS now, too? I think so. I heard I th- that. I think it is. Check it out. Um, so that's a good one. Um, there, then there are lots of new fun indie games that are available on Steam and all like five bucks or less. Some are ten bucks or less. Um, there's Lone Survivor, which is a survival horror uh, platformer. And we've talked about that one before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it might have even been one of Alex's indie games of the week. Yes, if not, we talked about it. Um, there's another one that is generally, it's been on sale more than it has it, called Home. Um, which is also on Steam and definitely one that you should check out. There are lots of free, I mean free, uh, lots of fun and cheap um, survival horror games on Steam that are that you should give a give a chance. Uh-huh. Um, that I'm, I'm not going to take time to talk about all of them in great detail. But Home Lone Survivor, like I said, is a platformer. Um, I wasn't thrilled with it, but I know a lot of people actually are. Um, I'm really picky about platformers because I'm not a platformer person, so I'm not the best person to say. Um, so, but you can always play the demo to check them out. And that's another great thing about Steve. If you got a PC that'll play these games, at least check them out. Um, because, you know, Steam gives you, uh, demos of all this stuff. Um, and the last one that I want to talk about. Um, is something that came out last year and I did not play because I was like, that seems like the dumbest thing on the face of the earth. And somehow I, I think I probably bought it when it was on Steam sale. It came in the double fine bundle. That's what it was. Came in the double fine bundle. So I got it, Psychonauts and something else in that double fine bundle. Um, stacking for the, and I already had stacking for the Xbox, but I got it, uh, for the PC too. Why? Because it made me, it made me, um, you have a weird relationship with that game. I do. It's a great game. It's really cute. It's really well done. The only thing about it is I could only play it in short spurts because it made me motion sick. Right. Uh, Um, yeah. So, because the, because they're, they're, um, Russian stacking dolls. And they have no legs, so when they have them walk, they wobble side to side. That's they. That's how they move, is they wobble like weebles. Mm-hmm. And the wobbling motion, if I watch it too long, makes me nauseous. You don't want that. No. And I don't want that. No. So I can only play it in short spurts. Um, but I bought the Double Fine, and I got Costume Quest. Oh, you can't talk about that. That's one of mine. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll join in the conversation when Alex is talking about Costume Quest. All right. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Alex, what you play? Okay. So, uh, Costume Quest. We can start with that <laughs> since we just ended yours with that. Um, which is a role-playing game and an adventure game um, and appropriate for children, Sam. Yes. Yeah, appropriate for children. Um, mm-hmm. So, essentially what you do is you go around and you get candy um, and then that allows you to buy um, to buy pieces of power costumes up. and stuffs uh, and powers yeah. from from other like people, um, uh, like other children walking around. You could buy their stuff for candy. And uh, so then you go around and you have some quest stuff. Um, you go and then you uh, fight. You like run into monsters um, in the like when you when you get to the battle part of the game and. Rubbish. 
What's that? Rubbins. Rubbins, right. So, and then the kids become the monsters of their costumes, of the costumes they're wearing. Uh, and, uh, and then you, like, battle them. So you can do all sorts of, like, attacks, and then there's, like, a little quick time event to finish them, um, which is sort of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you get extra rewards. Um, it's uh, cute and appropriate, right? I think so. Because P calls it the Halloween game. Yeah. Um, and because she actually came in one day, she had, kept, she had woken up from a nap. It was on the weekend, and and I was playing it, and I was about to turn it off, and she was like, no, it's Halloween. The kids are wearing costumes. Don't turn it off. <laughs> and um, she was like, it's a kid's game. And I was like, oh. I was like, let me think through this, right? So I thought about it, and then we just kind of walked through, and and like played and and you know kind of explored and then you have to go trick-or-treating in the game right Mm -hmm. and you never know who's going to answer the door when you're playing if it's going to be a grubbin Mm -hmm. who is the monster but they're not really monsters they're just like little green fishy looking things is what they actually look like they're very amphibious looking um and they're not there to kill children or hurt anybody they're stealing all the candy right um so they are stealing all the candy, and you so you never know if a grubbin is going to answer the door or a person is going to answer the door. If a person answers the door, they give you a shitload of candy. Right. If a grubbin answers the door, you have to go into battle, and it's a um, a turn-based battle, right? And like Alex said, you turn into what your costume costume is. And my favorite, still my favorite, even though I really do kind of like the Statue of Liberty. Um, my favorite has to be the robot. The robot. That's exactly I'm, what I was going to say. <laughs> because I'm old, right? And the robot turns into a fucking transformer. Mm-hmm. And it is the coolest thing ever. That's so funny. <laughs> um, so you fight the Grubbins, right? And it's like I said, it's turn-based. And you, you, you don't see blood. You don't see anybody actually hitting anybody. Right. You just see like a poof of light and you lose um, health points. So it's like a poof of light when they, when they like shoot light at you when you lose health points. So, you know, if they if they're young enough, they're like, oh, they're losing light. Or they don't know what the hell's going on, right? They don't they're not uh, you know, and I tried to explain it to P at one point because I was like, they're kinda doing they're having a karate contest because she takes karate. Mm-hmm. And she's kinda down for that, right? And um and when they when the grubbins die, they don't like fall down dead. They um turn into candy. <laughs> Oh, that's cute. They turn into candy. So, you know, it's it's very kind of easy for kids to see. There's, you know, there's, of course, you know, some there's some kind of contest going on as in someone is going to win or lose. But when they run out of, you know, when they run out of health points, they just turn into they just turn into candy. It's like one of those games that maybe has like if you're an adult, you can sort of see the deep undertones like the love dance and uh, <laughs> Viva Pinata, you know, but kids don't get it. So. Yeah, <laughs> and the seventies porno music that goes along with it. Yeah. and then they're like circling each other, and they're like, mm. it's, weird. "It's weird." Yeah. Um. Okay, so costume contest. Um. I I only have two more. That's actually. definitely that's a definite buy. Uh, yeah, for sure. You you can't. It was on not sale play it. for like. It was on sale for like three fifty or four bucks on Steam. Yeah, it's fifteen right um, now, but you can get it on XBLA, which is. Which is where I got it. I think that's better. Um, So one of the other ones is Blackwell's Asylum. And you can get it for free on the internet. 
Um, but you have to buy it on Steam if you get it through Steam. Um, and it's it's not super long. It was my indie game of the week, of, I don't know, a couple months ago. Um, but, uh, the okay, so, so your... Have you guys played this at all? No. Okay, so you... Um, you like kind of wake up and you're in an asylum and it's you can imagine super super creepy and you're this woman and you're trying to escape um and so like your vision's kind of like a tunnel vision thing you can only see a little bit at a time and you don't really know what's happening and part of the game is you have to hit the space bar to control your breathing because if you breathe if you don't breathe enough you'll pass out but if you breathe too much then the guards will find you so you have to like control, like rhythmic control your breathing throughout this game. Otherwise, you're gonna get, um, otherwise you're gonna get, uh, get caught, right? Um, the the aesthetics are creepy, even though they it got pretty, it didn't get great reviews, um, but I think they're super creepy. Um, and uh, and you like sneak through the halls, the tunnel visions. I so I don't know. So it's short. It's not gonna, you know freak anybody out like amnesia um like you guys were talking about <laughs> but it's definitely worth playing especially if you can get it for free online right um, yeah yeah the only thing that i didn't love about it is that it's a stealth game so if you like stealth games go for it um that's not me no no although that's all you've been playing uh, i know yeah uh, but uh I'd, but so I'd give that one like a medium like a medium buy but plus it's free, so you can't really beat it. And it's creepy, like, the breathing and stuff like that, like, is really creepy, you know? Because you feel sort of scared. Very cool. So, uh, so let's see. The last one that I had is The Dream Machine. Ooh. Have you guys heard of The Dream Machine? No. Uh-uh. It, it, it's a... I all kinds of new games. It's a point-and-click adventure. Um, it's not really, like, the storyline itself isn't super creepy. Um... But it's the aesthetics. Like, it's one of those that's kind of like um, Tiny Bang Story. But, mm-hmm. like, it's it's drawn like that, but it's all super, super creepy. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of... It, it won a ton of awards, and now I can't remember... Erg, I can't remember um, what, the, what the different awards were that they won. Um, mm. But it's it, every bit is as beautiful as the art... Um, as the art games that we've talked about on here. Um, and yeah, I would, I would just check it out. Point and click adventure. Sam, I think you would really like it. Um, I, I was, I was thinking of, as soon as you said that, I was like, point and click adventure. What's it called again? The dream machine. Dream machine. Make sure you put it in the show notes so I can make sure I include links to, to a list or links to some of these games in the show notes when I put the show up tonight. I yeah, will. I like, oh. you'll like it too because it's one of those with music that like they released it on a album and stuff because people loved it so much. That's cool. So, like, I like games yeah. like that. <laughs> Me too. For sure, for sure. Um, so those are mine. I don't really have a negative one because I haven't played anything. I didn't play Resident Evil 6 after watching your guys' discussion on Facebook while you were playing. So. <laughs> I know, Alex was in the chat. That didn't draw like... you? Yes, indeed. I don't remember what I was doing, but I was like doing something. I don't remember. I think I was trying to working on my, my article or something, and I was like, bah, people having fun. <laughs> I hate you guys. I know. Funny. Well, great. So those are some games that you guys can definitely check out. Um, 
play some games. Got to do something while the trick or treaters are coming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's your magic. Can you imagine playing amnesia in the dark while, while and then the, you, then the doorbell rings? That oh. might make you scream. <laughs> I would pee my pants. <laughs> so those are the ones to play while you're waiting for trick or treaters or waiting for your own trick or treaters to come home. Yeah. Um, and then it's time, of course, for our favorite thing, which is deals for broke ass gamers. Deals for broke ass gamers. Why don't you just record you singing these things, and we'll be like a real radio show, and like that would be fun. I oh, know we, we need to get some sound effects going. <laughs> yeah, All right, done. I'll work on that this weekend. <laughs> um, a couple of Steam things I wanted to point out: the series Sam franchise. Um, on Steam is 75% off this week. I've never played oh. those. Maybe I should pick that up. You can get them all for twenty three seventy five, or you can buy them individually as well. So 75% off. You can pick up one and see if you like it and pick up the rest. Um, one of my favorite um, one of my favorite old PC games that I played for the first time when it was re-released as a PlayStation game like way back in the 90s. I think it was like a I think it originally came out in 1985 for the PC, but was re-released as a PlayStation game in the, the early, early, early 90s, maybe. Or maybe even the late 90s. I can't remember what year. I should look that up. Um, was The Bard's Tale. And it's a great kind of um, adventure game, a point-and-click adventure game, where you can be either snarky or nice, but it, it was one of the first ones that had kind of a, a, one of the built-in kind of systems that your responses to people would determine uh, what would, would determine later actions in the game and how people later reacted to you. Um, it's kind of raunchy at times. Um, and when you look back at it, definitely kind of sexist, but it can definitely be a fun play at the same time. Cause Hey, if we didn't play games that were sexist, sometimes we wouldn't play anything now, would we? Um <laughs> That's um, disgustingly so the, true. That's disgustingly, disgustingly true. <laughs> um, so it's the bar's tail, and right now on Steam is two fifty, two dollars and fifty cents. So definitely pick that one up if you're interested in point and click adventure games. I think I played that when I was a little kid. I have a memory of it. That's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, when did it come out? Ninety. It came out for the PlayStation in, in the ni- in early nineties. It came out for the PC. Um, and like, I think it was 85. It came out for the PC. Yeah, I think I, I definitely think I played that. Um, and the mid midweek deal, um, for on steam right now is dungeon defenders. And we all know Alex Lane had a little problem with dungeon defenders for a while. What's that game? I haven't heard of that. <laughs> what, is, what is that game? She's now moved her addiction over to WoW again. But Dungeon Defenders, yeah, she had a little issue with Everyone Dungeon Everyone plays Defenders. games differently. <laughs> I prefer well, to play mid- them obsessively. Obsessively. So the midweek deal uh, right now is Dungeon Defenders, and it's $3.74. And that one is definitely one that we can recommend. Um, In terms of Amazon games, there are lots of great pre-order deals Um, at Amazon. um, There's some bundle specials if you want to get systems for folks that don't have systems yet for Christmas. um, There's uh, 50 bucks off of a uh, Xbox 360 bundle. Um, There's 30 bucks uh, credit anyway on the um, Vita Madden bundle. Um, 
and lots of pre-order, like I said, pre-order specials where you get there. Like I said, they're doing that crazy thing now that they're not giving you like money towards your next game or whatever, but giving you video credit so you can watch videos. I don't want that. So Amazon's going to lose a little bit of my no, business in game orders because I don't want that. Um, at least give me something I want. I'll yeah. go to GameStop and get plushies or something. Yeah. <laughs> or other crazy things. Or go to Target and Target gives me a $5. At least Target will give me... Target gives me like a $5 Target gift card if I pre-order. <coughs> they do t-shirts and stuff sometimes too. Yeah, and, and in addition to the other play, like in, you always get levels, you know, mm-hmm. additional levels or DLC, and then they give me $5 gift card too. Hey, and I live at Target, so that's always a good thing. Really? I didn't think you ever went there. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> um, and like you said, GameStop also has, has great deals on um, on uh, pre-orders and like the, the plushies and the um the plushies for Harvest Moon and the Maxwell hats. Just tell them you don't want the pink one, no matter what. If you live in Lafayette, or <laughs> Lafayette, don't tell them you the don't pink. want the pink one. So maybe all they'll have is the pink ones, and I can get a damn pink hat. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, that's about it for what I have for deals for broke ass gamers. I think. Um. And for our next episode, episode 45 coming up, mm-hmm. by the time you hear from us again, uh, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed 3, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Liberation, and Lego Lord of the Rings will all be out. So you're yeah. saying that we won't be recording our next episode because we're we'll be playing games for a month, right? Right, right. <laughs> no. no, our next episode, do you guys remember what our next topic is? Yeah, no. the Black Friday shopping, right? Nope. Oh, what is it? History. History and games. Dude, oh. history and games. That's right. <laughs> She's like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I gotta brush up. I guess I forgot. There, there's no history in World of Warcraft, so you might want to go somewhere else. Um, oh. World of Warcraft oh. is its own history, all right? So, uh, check back with us for our next episode of History and Games. Um, that'll, that promises to be a whole lot of fun. Um, but as always, you can uh, email us at nymgamer at gmail.com. You can follow us uh, at on Twitter at, at nymgamer. Um, you can go to our blog and read our, our ever-present, ever-funny, pithy posts at nymgamer.com. Um, you can... Like us on Facebook and participate in the fray at Not Your Mama's Gamer. And as always, you can buy a t-shirt. You never know. Maybe you want to be one of us for Halloween. Buy yeah, a that's Not Your true. Mama's Gamer t-shirt. That's a good buy idea. Yeah. Freaking t-shirt. Buy a freaking t-shirt. <laughs> um, uh, but... Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Send us comments. Send us emails. Uh, send us video mail. Send us whatever you like. Send us wine. Or Ooh, whiskey. I like that one. Uh, send us, send us anything. Send us, a, send us, a, send us alcohol, and we'll get together and drink for an episode. Yeah. There you go. We'll really entertain you. Indeed. Yeah, there you go. Um, like, like Kickstarter, we're offering the different <laughs> levels. <laughs> the more alcohol you send us, the drunker we'll be. Um, <laughs> the greater your experience. But mostly questions. Yeah. But mostly <laughs> questions. Mostly really, questions. Uh, so until next time uh, stay safe stay scared and as always game on game on
Did you stop it, Alex Lane? Nope. I forgot I I was recording. Yeah.